With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Testing, testing. I had myself turned down. I'll do that again. Good afternoon. Two minutes past three. Welcome to the show. Kim on the Roots with you for the next two hours. God forbidding. Uh, live from Studio Lumo here at number one King William Street in the city. Currently 17.7 degrees outside. Not a bad day. Big thank you to Hyundai, Brasilia Coffee and IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. If you're looking for a car, a coffee or a grocery shop, you cannot do better. Let's welcome the Roach. What's the matter to you? Hey, God, I no respect. What do you think you do? Why you look so sad? It's a not so bad. It's a nicer place. I shut up for your face. Hello, Roach. Well, I'm not as deaf as you, but I got that blast in my ear oh, as well. The levels, I, everyone who thinks, why is Kim doing things twice? Because the levels in this studio are all over the well, shop. Well, I started We've been to... playing with our microphones oh, and headsets. Well, while people we've been have away. been in on the weekend, Roach, and I am deaf in one ear, but I couldn't hear myself. I thought, Lionsy hasn't yeah. turned me on, but I was on, so you I turned on. myself off, and, and you're and then, in. And Blue. then we get the play in, and it's even louder than we could have imagined. Blew my head off, wow. Roach. Anyway, how are you? Yeah, not bad. Good. Uh, a, little, a little bit uh, tired and emotional. Uh, went to Melbourne on the weekend for a mate's 50th. Ooh. It was more like the hangover four. It's time, okay. to, grow, it's time to grow up. It seriously is, okay. Roach. Right here. Um, but it was a good weekend, good. though. And good. it was a good weekend in the world of sport. Um, we're live and interactive if you want to have your say. Zero four two seven one five four one double six. If you want to send a text, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, the Diamonds defeated South Africa in netball. Our World Cup team. What about Travis Head? How good was that? Um, um, no, that is amazing. The double. We'll get to it, Roach. The WBBL strikers won. The Matildas won. Adelaide United won. And as oh. I said, I was away. Surely the Redbacks got up, Roach. Uh, Kim, I'll break the news to you as gently as I can. They had an outright loss. <laughs> I did know that, yeah. <laughs> wow, again. It was a rather comprehensive one, wasn't it? Anyway, we're not going to make him our whipping ball. No, there were some extremes in sport this weekend, weren't there? Yeah, extremes. It was good. Adelaide and United. It was staggering. So they've been when, top yeah. side and the runners-up in their first two exactly. games. When people were concerned about, well, they didn't recruit enough or this, that and the other, they, they've got a squad there that's... Just built of At great energy. This stage, a lot of youth. I know, I know, but you can't, can't hold them down by the looks of it. So 17, a 17-year-old gets two 17-year-olds score each, mm-hmm. and a 19-year-old gets a brace after coming off the bench. Perfect. We'll talk about that a little Perfect. bit later. Let's go through the guest route. Yes. Uh, I was stuck at the Melbourne airport yesterday. They had severe winds, so there were no, no one could land and no mm. one could fly out. It was okay. chaos there. So I was there... For an extra six hours. As long as you got back safely. Yeah, I did. Just beat the curfew last night at about 10.40. Mm. But uh, I jumped on the iPad while I was sitting there and watched the Adelaide Crows girls get up Ooh. in a thriller. They would have given you hard a bit of 
palpitations. It was a really good game to watch at the Nord Oval. I'm not sure what the crowd was, but um, our special guest, who's becoming a bit of a cult figure, Neve Kelly, the Irish girl. They love her for a dash and dare, but she kicked the winning goal from about 35 out on the There's run. A moment. So we're going to chat to her at 3.15, a little earlier than normal. Mm. 3.50, Gemma Barsby, the Striker Girls captain. They won again. They've broken the winning streak of the Brisbane Heat. Ah, oh, they would have loved that. I they would have loved I that. Know. <laughs> that rivalry. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Oh, Megan Schutt would have loved it. Absolutely. Shooter. Uh, just after four, Adelaide United star Ryan Kitto will join us. That is staggering, isn't it? Six we, nil, and uh, you consider we lost Craig Goodwin. It was meant mm. to be all doom and gloom, wasn't yeah. it? No, Only two games though. Uh, Where to start? We travel to India at four thirty-five, Roach, for a chat to Bharat Sundararson, and uh, yes, Travis Head. Century on your return. All those that said don't wow. flirt with winning form, form, <laughs> form. <Enormous. laughs> was enormous, that start. Is he, how many weeks out has he been with that broken hand? Oh, six, six weeks or something. Uh, we'll Jeepers. hear from Tim Payne a little bit later because he says he's Australia's most important batsman in all forms of the game. That makes sense. That, you, know, you can understand why selectors wouldn't play him in a first test. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that was Barat's fault. Ooh. Hey, Roach, we'll do this now before we go to our interview. Um we did a nearest the pin on Friday, and it was interesting. A lot of people were tipping New Zealand. It was who wins between Australia and New Zealand, and how many runs does Australia yeah, make? There wasn't much in it in the end, Kim. Five runs. Five runs, yeah. yeah. But a lot of people yeah. weren't uh, predicting Australia to score that freely. Mm. But we have a new winner, a gentleman called Zach. Now, Australia won by three, made 388 runs. Uh, Zach tipped Australia with 332. So he was 56 off, but he was still the winner. Well done. Well, so well, well done. done to Zach. You've won yourself a $100 IGA voucher. And talking of IGA, Rooch, we're doing this for all this week only. This is the last week? Yep. Then we get our 75 entrants. 75 entrants. Then we do the sweepstakes. We pick them out of a Bit hat. Monday, Monday, yeah. Mm. And that's in Kimba and the Rooch's Melbourne Cup sweepstakes, all thanks to IGA. Your chance to win $500 if you get the horse that finishes first in the cup, $200 second, $100 third. All you have to do is call. Be one of the first five callers through when you hear this cue to call. Right. I should get that as a ringtone, actually. You might. Might yeah. wake you up, Roach. Get you up and about, hey? All thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. Let's quickly go around the grounds, Roach, before we jump into things. Uh, a little bit of footy news, not a lot. No, uh, there's a bit going on. Sons? Because the big one is tomorrow is the officially oh, yes. the last day of an Australian Football League calendar. Mm. October 31. Everyone's got different dates, you know, be your financial years and so forth. Footy ends on October 31 for the AFL. Yep. So you either delist or recontract players. Now, up at Gold Coast, they've done... <clears throat> Levi Caswell, as we heard in the news, gets his mm. 14th year. The interesting one of the six there, Jimmy Cheetahs, who we remember as the McGarry medalist who yep. went up there, he's in the deal there. He's oh, got that a, is good. Yeah, that is absolutely, because he, he was a heart and soul. Yeah, but he's a heart and soul player. Yep. They love him. Exactly. They credit him to winning the VFL flag. That's right. So Caswell is on 195. He will get to his 200-game milestone, which is something you probably thought was out of reach when he was sacked by... Carlton at the end of 2021 mm. had a good run at Gold Coast. That's a good story, and he cost mad by a child his position in the side. Roach, yeah. we need the to go to a break. Sorry, the other important one is Sam Reid had a horror year this year. Yep. Sydney will delist him, and then they will pick him up. 
Here it is again as a rookie draftee. Well, someone should get in there and grab him. Port should grab him beforehand if they can. I think you'll find. I don't know if it's possible. Be, well, yeah, it'd be he, interesting. He can do. play. He's had a shocking run with injuries. Need mm. to get to a break, Roots. Just really quickly, though, another knee injury in the AFLW. Now, Ruby Schleister, isn't it? Is it Schleister? Schleister. Schleister. Sorry if I didn't pronounce it correctly. Collingwood, very important player to the Pies, and they're not even in the top eight at the moment. Did a knee injury late in that game against Sydney, which was a shock result itself. We're waiting for the scans, but every indication from the Pies is they are not hopeful. Oh, that and is... they're not only talking about, you know, well, that's the end of the campaign this year, but she wouldn't play for the next season either. Oh, that is not good not news good at, at all. all. And she's been doing a bit of work on Fox footy. She's an absolute ripper. So mm. we wish Ruby all the very best. All righty, we need to jump into a break. On the other side, we'll be speaking to the Adelaide Crows star, Neve Kelly, the Irish girl that's taking the competition by storm at the moment. We're here thanks to Brasilia Coffee. Surrounded, make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Fifteen on a Monday afternoon. Kimba on the Roach with you. We're live from Studio Lumo SA, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Good show coming up uh, very, very shortly. We'll be chatting to Neve Kelly, star of the Adelaide Crows. Gemma Barsby, captain of the Adelaide Strikers. The girls had a good win. Ryan Kiddo, Adelaide United, a 6-0 victory over Melbourne City. We've got the good, the bad and the ugly. And at 4.30, we cross to India to have a chat to Bharat Sundarasan regarding the World Cup. Roach, we spoke about Ruby Schleicher from yeah. Collingwood. You've got an update? Yeah. As soon as we spoke, Collingwood was preparing in its update. It's good news. Oh, even though it's bad news, if you get my drift. The good yeah. news is it's not an ACL, anterior cruciate mm. ligament, which put it, would put it out of next season as well. Mm. It's a ruptured posterior cruciate ligament. I don't think she'll be playing again this year, but there is next year. That's okay. good news for Ruby. Well, that's that, that is good news. Yeah. Uh, quick text before we go to our next guest. If the Red Redbacks were Port Adelaide or the Adelaide Crows, all hell would be breaking out. We've been saying that's that now for time. quite a few years. All righty. Thanks to IGA Supermarket supporting women in sport. The Crows got up in a thriller. It's every man, woman, girl or boy's dream to kick the winning goal. Our next guest, who's becoming a bit of a cult figure, the Irish woman with dash and dare, Neve Kelly. Hello, Neve. Hey, guys. How's it going? Yeah, good. I saw you interviewed by Mark Soderstrom. Soder, had a chat to you straight after the game. You were very giving and composed. You said it was all about the team. <laughs> Enough of that BS. How bloody good was it to kick the winning goal? Oh, look, it was, yeah, obviously very exciting. Um, <laughs> geez, it was, it was nerve-wracking stuff, I tell you. Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was obviously brilliant to, to get on the end of the goal well, well, and we'll, come away we'll with the win. It. Relive it for us, moment by moment, <laughs> thought by thought, because as Kim was telling me off there, there would have been a few nervous thoughts going through your mind at that stage of the game. There was, surely, yeah. There was, I think, only 90 seconds left, mm. and I think we had three stoppages in a row in the 450. <laughs> and, yeah, Jalen had a brilliant uh, tap out, and I think Taylor got it and mm. gave an unbelievable handball out, and I was screaming my head off. <laughs> <laughs> I told I, I told her I was trapped at the Melbourne airport and I was watching it on my iPhone and I could hear you yelling to Taylor for that ball and uh, you've obviously seen the vision. If she had burnt you then, I don't think she would have ever played again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just bring composure by her like to draw the player and give it out to me. So, um, yeah, they done the work in the inside and I was just free on the outside. So, 
yeah, just went for it and, and thankfully it went over. But she's mm. the the last of that in, just trying to, um, I suppose, keep on top of North Melbourne then as they were entering um, our D50 was was amazing. And the composure of all the girls was brilliant. So, yeah, it was brilliant to come away with the win. But, that, um, yeah, very very nerve-wracking for that last minute. Neve, <laughs> you're not in Ireland. It didn't go over. It went through. It went through the middle. Uh, I went through, not over, sorry. <laughs> uh, I love it. But let's uh, let's give some credit to the Kangaroos. They are very good and statistically perhaps should have won the game. So, yeah. you know, you're still you're going to finish one or two. It depends what happens between Brisbane and Melbourne next week. But to, to take the yeah. title, there's a lot of work to be done still. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think the gap is narrowing across the whole league this mm. year, really. But, um, yeah, obviously a lot of work to do. And I think... That game is good prep for finals, really. It was a good high-pressure game, and that's the way finals are going to be. So, yeah, we have a lot of work to do. Um, and obviously, we probably didn't play our best footy yesterday, so we have a lot of things to learn and, and do better for for next time. So, um, yeah, a lot of things to take away from that game and, and prove on for, for finals. I know we've spoken to you a few times the last couple of seasons, but you, your your improvement's just gone through the roof. What do you, what do you put it down to? Um, to be honest, the environment that I'm training in, like the coaches and all the girls, like it's, it's such a great environment to be part of and everyone's pushing each other to be better all the time. And um, I think having the injury last year with the shoulder, um, mm. I don't know, it's given me an extra fire in the belly, I think this year. And just very grateful that I, I can play as well. And um, yeah, put a lot of work in in the off season to, to get it right and obviously to get fitter and stronger. So yeah, it's been really exciting and just really enjoying my footy. So I think it's, you know, down to the environment, but just enjoying enjoying football. So in that exacting environment, which is built on high standards, how are you going to make sure this frustration for not seeing the best on the park actually delivers the result that you're looking for rather than become, you know, you're just starting to get narky because you're frustrated? How's that going to turn around? Mm. Yeah, I think it's important not to bog down in it too much. Yeah. Um, and obviously look at our you know, are good things too, because there's lots of good things the last day, even just mm. the maturity of the, the young girls, like to absorb the pressure that North brought was, was really pleasing. And I think we responded when we were challenged as well. So we've a lot of positive things to focus on. Mm. Um, but then, yeah, just to, you know, I suppose bit by bit, look at and dissect on the things that we can improve on and um, just chip away one thing at a time. But yeah, just really important that we kind of stay positive about it and yeah, just keep working hard and, and keep, keep going as we get into finals. And there was a new crow welcome to the nest uh, over the weekend. Yeah. That would have been high excitement. Oh, so exciting for him, Jane So Yeah, baby Tommy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely delighted for them. Um, no better women, the two of them. Um, so, yeah, baby Tommy came in there the other day. So, yeah, really <laughs> exciting. And we, I think we, we played for him um, the last day. So it's really nice to have an extra addition to the, the Cram fam. <laughs> yeah, big shout out to uh, Chelsea Randall and uh, Mariana Ratchich. That's the way she says we have to say it. <laughs> hey, congratulations <laughs> on the win. Uh, you head back towards WA where you spend a bit of time. You take on the West Coast Eagles for the final game or minor round yeah. game on Saturday at 4.35. Uh, we wish you all the very best. Congratulations on the goal and the victory. Thanks very much, guys. Cheers. Good on you, Neve. Nimsy. She's an absolute ripper. And she's been that good. She is our Kennard's Easy Performer of the Month for a clutch goal against the Kangaroos yesterday afternoon. Congratulations. Yep. Need to go to a break. IGA Supermarket supporting women in sport. For great saves and local faves, visit your nearest IGA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roach. Standing in the Hall of Fame. Right on three.
3.27. Kimbo on the Reach with you. Thanks to Hyundai. The all-new Hyundai Kona. Imagine to be bold. Ryan Kiddo coming up from Adelaide United. Gemma Barsby from the Adelaide Strikers. The good, the bad, the ugly. And Bright Sundarasan over in India. Roach, the Melbourne Football Club, is a little wealthy. Yeah, they get a million bucks in the McClellan Trophy. I'm happy to give them the million as the best club in the AFL and AFLW combined. I'm not too happy about the McClellan Trophy going their way because mm-hmm. that should be for the AFL minor premier, and there should be another award for the AFLW minor premier, what? which is still to be decided too, Adelaide or Brisbane. You don't Melbourne. think it adds to it? They're all one club? Yeah, but come up with a new trophy. Well, don't reinvent the McClellan. What difference does it make? Well, because it is different because for the past, what is it, six years now, we've had a different look of footy, a better look of footy, I agree. But the McClellan has its own history with the AFL minor premier. Not a great one, Roach. I oh, know, but they need to sort that well, one like out. Like I said, I've never, I've never seen that many people saying, oh, we would have to get down to the rubbity-dub-dub to celebrate winning the McClellan Trophy. Well, mm. if it wasn't that important, why do people chase it, the minor premiership? Well, because they've now put a million dollars. Well, because well, it gives before. you a home advantage exactly. normally, Roach. It is Come still, on, it gives you a week a off. Prize. That's a bad argument. It's a prize. All right, it's let's an honour. Let's not argue. Bring it's in Blighty, put him right. Tell him how we need more winners in this game. Mm. All right. Well done to Melbourne. I believe 500,000 is split between the players and the men and the women. The yeah, so they get 5,000 each. Well, the five, well, rather. It's better than nothing, I wouldn't Kim. mind that, Rook. <laughs> uh, here's well, Matthew Clark after the chaotic final two minutes of their win. Chaotic. <laughs> and we didn't, we didn't do it right, uh, but we did it well enough, I guess. Um, yeah, there was, some, there was definitely some pieces of that uh, which we would like to execute a little bit differently. They were lucky to win Adelaide. The Roos did very well. Here's Clarky about the double chance. What's coming is you know, some really high-pressure finals-like games, a bit like today. Um, and we'll hope that out of today we might learn a few things and, and do that a little bit better when that, when that moment comes. But, um, but yeah, the, the fact that we get top two, I think the main one of the great bit things about that is that now we'll get to play in front of our fans. Uh, Reach, we'll hear from Lauren Arnell very, very shortly. A text has come through and we are talking about this prior to the show. Hi, lads. Local weekend winners. Adelaide United and the women's strikers, both great wins and even better, bucking the national trend with great crowds. Weekend's loser. Port Adelaide AFLW. Two wins in two years. Compare them with the other new expansion clubs and it's very disappointing. But it seems everyone but Kane is too scared to make comment, including the club. Shane Kelly. Well, I don't think it's got anything to do with being scared, Shane. We spoke about it uh, last week. It's been disappointing. Yep, they opportunities. The loss to West Coast Eagles. They get a big chance this week against GWS. But when you see what Sydney's doing, didn't win a game last year, Rooch. Yeah, that was one of the awful... Uh, expansion startups, mm. but then they got the rules changed so they could you know, draft and recruit outside of Sydney, and they've made an enormous, enormous change. So well, you could say if they can do it, Port recruits well. Yeah. They have been busy in the recruiting space. Yeah, that it could rebound, but they they do need to do a fair bit of work here. And they've been very inaccurate that. as well. So mm. we're not giving them a free pass. That's no for way. sure. They don't deserve Shano. that. Uh, and. Sydney take on Freo this week. Win that one. They should play final. So no, that would be a around. comeback. Let's hear from Lauren Arnell on the loss. Honestly, it's four quarters of not being good enough in the contest. It's not really at the end. Like, obviously, we train scenarios endlessly, and I know there's been conversation about that in the past week, but we, um, we do a lot of scenario-based training at the end of the game. But... If you go minus 22 contested possession, that's four quarters of footy, and we knew that that was a crucial part of the game today, and we, we didn't get it done. Yeah, something's got to give there shortly. Oh. Got to, yeah, I just they got to ramp up that program somehow. I don't know how, Kim. I'm not saying I've got the answers, but I can see the questions. But you're not referring to a change in coaching. 
Well, it might be coaching panel, Kim, not just not, – fingers shouldn't always be pointed at coaches. There's, there's a whole panel there, Kim. All right. Like goal kicking would be a start, wouldn't you've, it? You've, ter- you've turned it back on me. I thought the inference was <laughs> that there's going to be change. Well, there needs to be change. You can't oh, keep right. going now, you, now you're owning it. Right. Hey, we're here thanks to Brazilian well, Coffee. Agree? Um, there needs to be something. I think, I think you have yeah. to have the cattle. And, yeah. and I think replacing Lauren Arnell with Aaron Phillips doesn't achieve a hell of a lot, Ooh. which is some of the rumours that are jump. out there. That's a big jump. Oh, I don't think it's a quantum no. leap. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Cut the mayo, Roach. <laughs> Brasilia coffee, stay grounded. You need to make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia coffee. You threw me under the bus. Oh, then. Well. <laughs> the all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roach. Nearly 3.36 on a Monday afternoon. Hope you had a great weekend. Currently 17.9 degrees outside. We're live from Studio Lumo SA, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Hey, the good, the bad and the ugly coming up at around 4.15. Rich, plenty to pick from from this weekend. Oh, too much to pick from. I tell you, my bad and ugly might come from my weekend away in Melbourne. Stand by for that one. Uh, Here's some text coming through, Rooch. You were talking about the McClellan Trophy. Yes. This one says, it's a very intelligent text, this one. It should be called the Rucci Trophy because it is the most irrelevant trophy in the sporting world. Well, it shouldn't be. I don't know why you're so worked up about that. It's a well, I, I very much agree with Malcolm Bly. We don't have enough winners in Australian football. Well, you're not a winner until you win the title. We're not the English Premier League. There's a lot of sports that recognise stage you, by stage. You win things and well, celebrate them. Oh, whoopee-doo, that they do it elsewhere. We're after the ultimate prize route. So, right. so you finish top and then you, you get a home final and a week off and you get knocked out in the straight sets. But you won the McClellan Trophy. Well, it's a big campaign from March mm. to September. To finish top, that's no, no, no simple task. It should be rewarded appropriately. It isn't at the moment. Not one trophy to be the minor premier. I shouldn't have opened up that can of worms, should I? Ring in, Malcolm. Oh. Where, where can Mal- open oh, here we worms go. Everywhere. All right, here we go. A few texts coming through, Roach. We'll stack them, actually. Hi, Kimbo and Roach. Uh, Recrow, Neve Kelly. So, guys, will you now call for Neve to teach the Crows men's team how to kick accurately under pressure? Why not? Keep up the great work, Neve. Looking forward to seeing you and the team play here in Perth this Saturday. That's from Mark over in Perth. Why not? Yeah, it was a good goal. It was about uh, just over 35 out on the run under enormous pressure, Roach. Here's another. That's that's actually one. one of the great things about AFLW. It's proven the point. Women are more than capable than men in this game of Australian football, aren't they? More than capable. Well, you just realise. No, but the old gag, you know, oh, you're playing like a girl, you know, don't be a derogatory no, Their courage gone. has never been That's gone now, isn't it? They go in hard. Yep. Uh, this is from Blake Roach, so I haven't pre-read Hello, it. Blake. At least we know it won't be rude. <laughs> It'll be provocative. Hi, boys. I don't buy into all this talk about the benefits of a mid-season draft. I can see that it will just be another disadvantage for non-Victorian clubs. Sure, there'll be a handful of uncontracted players who are pretty much guaranteed to be delisted come year end that might move. But why would any other AFL-listed player want to up and move interstate halfway through a season? Trades will be more far more fluid between the Vic clubs, plus more players will be willing to move from interstate to Victoria, but not vice versa. That's from Blake. I disagree, Blake. If you're stuck 
if you're stuck at a club and there've been a couple of examples this year, players who knew they weren't, mm. to use that old phrase, their cards were stamped. Mm. You're not going to hang around and play state league footy for the rest of the year. Okay, you're collecting your paycheck, but you're not playing AFL. And all of a sudden, come June, you get a phone call from a rival AFL club saying, we have reason to play you immediately and we're organising a trade if you're prepared to mm. sign. You, you're going to move from Brisbane to Perth. If that's well, I think the case. it gets down to your age and and your family situation. I, I think there's some truth in what Blake says. Now, here's another really. So good you, you're thinking that on June 14, if you haven't played one AFL game because you know you're out of favour with the match committee, mm. and you're 31 and you're living in Brisbane, and someone mm. rings you from Adelaide offering you the chance to play the rest of the season, perhaps the year after, with pretty much a fair chance of getting an AFL game where you've got no chance at your current club. You're going to go, at 31, I'm here, I'm not moving. Of course you're going to move. No, I don't agree with that. Oh, I think I think at, at 31, you, you, you have to look at how your body is, your family situation. If you've got kids at school, so you go down there, then maybe you have to leave the wife behind. You come down for half a year. There's no guarantee that you're going to get another year at all. And we have seen that it doesn't always happen. So I don't think it's a guarantee that you move. You know your career's only at best maybe a year and a half, 18 months left route. So maybe you start thinking of the next phase of your life. So I think you play for AFL points. Not worry about the VFL expanded competition. All right, let's go to another. And, and more braver than those men and women who do make those calls. Well, in it's, not about, life. it's not about bravery. It's about what's best for your family sometimes. Well, playing AFL footy would probably help mm. rather than playing VFL. Not necessarily if it's okay. only six months. Well, we'll see when the mid Well, they've got to get out happens. into the workforce eventually. I understand that. Yeah. Here's a good text, Roach. Mm. When is Roach here going on holiday so I can mark that date in my calendar? Mm, I can give you that date if you want it. Yeah, November the 24th. When we're both going on holidays. Yes, Roach, we are. Um, the Matildas. We spoke to our expert, Alyssa Canavis, a mm. former Matilda, junior Matilda. Uh, she said this was going to be a tough game against the Philippines. Well, I can understand the basis of her remark, considering what the Philippines did in the World Cup. They upset New Zealand. They've been one of the highest risers on the world rankings. Mm -hmm. They've come out of the 90s to be 44. They have a fair bit of Australian experience on their coaching panel, so yep. there would have been a fair bit of insight as to what they were dealing with. He but might, in the end, talent is talent. He Kim. might get sacked after this. Uh, Australia, oh, Australia oh you're cruel. Australia won eight, Neil. Ugh. Sam Kerr kicked, oh, sorry, scored oh. three. Caitlin Ford, three. Mary Fowler, my favourite, one. And substitute Claire Wheeler kicked one. Oh, kick, sorry, scored one as well. Two oh. hat tricks. Yeah, in oh, international. Style, yeah. Hey, let's have a listen to the highlights. It's about two minutes. Put your feet up. With Kerr. Oh, lovely run from Carpenter outside. The cutback. And now Fowler! 15 minutes on the clock. And the Matildas have their early goal. And it's Mary Fowler. She is such a crowd favourite. Skipping past Bonta into the area. Randall trying to go with her. The cutback for Kerr! And that's two. The hometown hero. Taking the roof off the stadium at Optus. Ball in, it's a good one for Kerr who can control. And that's three. Inside the opening half an hour, Caitlin Ford gets her name on the score sheet. And the Matildas are putting on a demonstration here. It's given away by McDaniel Razzo with space to run into again for Caitlin Ford. Lovely control. Ford. The Matildas are running him up. Here goes Sam Kerr. Through on goal, Kerr. 
blasts it into the roof of the net. And did she enjoy that? Did the crowd enjoy that? Australia's all-time leading goal scorer putting the polish on a remarkable first-half performance here. And the Matildas have just made the perfect start to the second half. 25 seconds on the clock as Sam Kerr gets a hat-trick. Caitlin Ford takes over. Still going, what a run! Brilliant individual goal. Anything you can do, I can do better. Little touch. Wheeler trying it. What a goal from Claire Wheeler. Her first ever international strike. And it's one for the picture book. 60,000 fans there, Rooch. Good sign. And they play again on Wednesday night against Chinese Taipei, who the Philippines defeated, didn't they, in this tri series? Yep. Yep. So. Mm. Uh... They're on their way to Paris, by the looks of it. That well, sort of form. Yes, yes. yes. They need to, to get on the podium. Let's hear from the coach. I think he'll be up and about. Tony Gustafsson. Mm. I'm obviously happy that we scored eight goals, but I want to put the game into perspective again, like I did in the post-game interview on the field, that when I arrived here three years ago, a lot of people said that this team can't play when they're favourites. They need to be underdogs to perform. Uh, this team cannot break down parked buses um, when there's no space behind the back line and not play the running game. Um, and we have spent a tremendous amount of time to try to develop that. Uh, we took some steps already in the World Cup. Uh, but I said to you when I summarized the World Cup analysis that the stats proven that we were one of the best teams in the world already to break the last line, getting in behind the back line. But we have improvement to do to break the first and second line. Stats also prove that we're really good at playing around teams and over team, but playing through, we need to get better. Um, and I'm extremely impressed by only two training sessions and two video sessions that the players are able to uh, play the way they do tonight. A lot of talent again, I say, Kim. So mm. now let's see how it's harnessed. So fourth at the last Olympics, mm. fourth at the World Cup. Time will to they, get on the podium, isn't will it? Will they medal? Too early to call, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, wait. Well, because you know, there's a fair bit of turmoil in women's football. It'll be interesting to see what other nations look like Spain. by the time they get to the oh. <laughs> and Sweden and the US and Canada. Oh. All right, Richie, Rich, Rich. It's uh, three forty-five. We need to go to a break. On the other side, we'll be having a chat to the Adelaide Strikers captain in the WBBL Gemma Barsby. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. On a Monday afternoon, beautiful day outside, currently 18.1 degrees. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarket supporting women in sport. Before we get to our next guest, uh, here's a text in response, Roots, to the mid-season draft. Or trade, uh, trade. Or trade, sorry. Yeah. Guys, a mid-season draft, it says here, yeah, trade, trade period. Yeah, just makes an already uneven and compromised league even worse. How about we focus more on the game itself, the quality of umpiring, the tribunal, mm. and the secret herbs and spices of free agency? All require an overhaul before we even waste any more resources on a mid-season trade we don't need. Cheers, Rich in Blair Athol. Oh, we hear you, Rich, and you've made like some it. very good points, but you're going to have to have a word with the coaches who, as soon as they see an injury list, say, I wish I had the ability 
to dip in to some other resource during the season. I always say, Rich, don't listen to the coaches. <laughs> right. no, seriously, they, I know they have their saying. own agendas. I know you know, we'll end up with 30 on the interchange bench. Hello, Alistair Clarkson. Hello, Damien Hardwick. All right, the Adelaide Strikers in the WBBL route have moved up the number two on the ladder. Yeah, but this, this is a result that they savour more than others, I think. I know. I know. I refuse to words the, use the word that's H-A-T-E. They well, dislike it fits. immensely. It fits. it fits. The Brisbane Heat and all the Brisbane franchises. <laughs> uh, LA Strikers, Captain Gemma Barsby joins us after a great victory over yes. the Heat. Hello, Gemma. Hey, guys. How are you? <laughs> wow, we love the fact that you talk the game and you play it. Yes. You actually bring the Heat to the Heat. <laughs> we love it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's always nice. Obviously, um, yeah, it's been a bit of a um, feisty over the last couple of ones, but it just, yeah, nice to always get on top and especially beating quite comprehensively like we did last night. Yeah, it was huge. You made four for 148. You had them all out for 89. Shooter took for it three for 16. Did she get a bit lippy? <laughs> nah, she, she's very good at where, like, obviously she's good with her words where she can um, put it out there and then she's able to back it up on the field as well and, she did that again last night, and, yeah, credit to her. Hey, Gemma, you had a run out that's caused a little bit of controversy. Oh, that's an amazing Yeah, run it's out. great to watch uh, with <laughs> a mate, Amanda Jade Wellington as well. Take us through it, and uh, was it out? Yeah, I think we're all a bit shocked, especially that it, well, it was smart enough to think to do that in the mm. first place. But, uh, nah, credit to her. It's obviously, yeah, it's tough for the umpire in the situation to look at, look at what happened and also then see if the batter is in, but... Um, yeah, obviously it worked in our favour and he gave it out. And, um, yeah, it was like very smart by Welly to, to do that in such quick thinking. Did she know the rule? Well, clearly oh, she yeah. must have. Yeah. But did she know how the rule actually – because we're looking at the rule trying to actually – because there's so many sub-clauses as to about yeah. know, where you have the ball in hand and when you take the stump out of the ground when the bales are actually off the stump. So you have trying to affect a run out without the bales. Yeah, it's obviously like a conversation that – we were having after the game as well because, mm. yeah, there's obviously different um, interpretations yes. of it where she obviously took it out with one hand but had the ball in the other where then yeah. other people are saying you got to have it both at the same time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a grey area and obviously it doesn't happen very often, then, hence why it is probably a bit of a grey area. Yeah, because you're right. You read the rule, you're not quite sure. You're supposed to have the ball in hand at the same time you're taking the stump out with that hand and then you use the second hand to take, you know, to have it all together, so to speak. So... Yeah, we were a little confused when we were reading the rule. So how did you guys then work through it? Yeah, I think it's just obviously we just made the umpire make that decision. We Fair all, enough. Uh, well, I asked the question <laughs> and we all went up and backed her. And, um, yeah, thankfully we are on the right side of it. So you've had a win, a loss, a win, a loss and a win and you take on the Sydney Sixers this Friday at 4... 4.40? You're not playing at the Wacker, are you? Uh, yeah, we're at the Wacker, so why yeah, first the, time. So. Why, why are you at the Wacker? Oh, that's just where where they think um, women's cricket is at. It'd be obviously nice to play at Optus in, on, in the big stadium, but um, yeah, we're at uh, the Wacker this weekend, so uh, that should be very good games. Why is it a neutral ground one, this one? Yeah, it's like, obviously, yeah, it's quite an interesting one. And then we play the Scorchers on, um, on Sunday or Monday, I think it is, so... We kind of have like a home and a home and away okay. type thing over in Perth, so um, we kind of had the similar in Melbourne just gone as well. Okay. All right, oh, that All was right. a tad confusing yeah, for us then. Uh, be- beautifully explained. Mm. Seeing you didn't have to bat again. You got life's going easy for you. Just sit there calling all the oh, shots yeah. at the moment. 
<laughs> no, I'm just I love just um being a part of the side obviously. Um yeah, the batters are doing doing the job and I just get to sit back and, and watch the show and then um, get to contribute a bit with the ball. So um yeah, hopefully we can put a couple more wins on the board instead of going that mm, win-loss yep. uh, ratio. I saw you gave yourself a couple of overs. You took a wicket, uh, uh, one wicket for 14 off, off the two. And as, as a captain, do you, do you enjoy the pressures of that and getting the rotations of your bowlers right? Well, in this, um, Talia's captain for strikers. Oh, sorry, I'm, you're with the Scorpions. Yeah, with, yep, Scorp. yep, yep. Yeah, with the Scorps. So, um, yeah, thank you. I, I handball that over to Talia, but she's, a, she's an amazing captain. She very calm and, and level-headed and um, instills great confidence and belief in, in her bowlers. And um, I think that's really big in, um, in T20 cricket because you can get a bit of tap or be very unlucky, but to know you have that support, it's, it's pretty nice. What's she like taking feedback as well? <laughs> Was that a leading yeah. question or not? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, she's, yeah, she's good. She's, off, um, she's obviously been like developing her leadership over the last couple of years yeah. and, um, no, nah, she's yeah, she's very good. I love love playing under her, and um, I know all the other girls do too. Hey, Jim, same question though. Uh, what's it like having to be the captain and mm. manage that side of it? You know, we, we watch it in the men's game, and you know, some some are better than others, but you have to be a mini mathematician at times to get everything right. Yeah, absolutely. And then you, you, I probably learned over the last couple of years of doing it is to not try and all take it on yourself. Like that's why mm. you have a vice captain. So. Obviously, with Bridget Patterson at um, Scorps this year, I really lent on her and obviously her batting perspective of things on um, on different field placements and, and kind of just running um, what I'm thinking by her and she'll either be like yes or no. And Yeah, we've worked really well together um, this this season thus far and hopefully we can continue that and, um, yeah, and hopefully um, go well and be in the final. Yeah, we see Bridget made 70 off 53 balls, so she was a big contributor. Well, congratulations. You moved up the ladder nicely. We wish you all the very best taking on the Sixers this Friday afternoon, 4.40 at the Wacker. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Gemma Barsby there. Get muddled up with all these different franchises, Roach. Yeah, no, I don't blame Scorpions. you. I do not blame you. Mm. And if you really want to see a run out that is... Different? Yeah. Have, go and have a look at the vision of Amanda Jade Wellington. The last time we've seen something similar was Pat Cummins do it. But again, the issue, when Pat did it, he actually used both hands to take stump and ball together so there wouldn't be any confusion on this one. This is a case of Amanda taking stump out and then taking the ball to yeah. the stump, which is intriguing. Well, yeah, but in all fairness, you were the only one confused with that rule. No, you go read it, Kim. Rules. No, but Lord you thought it had to happen 30. with the one hand. It's as long well, as then you, yeah, no, the it's hand, as long as the stump is out and the ball hits the stump. Yeah, but the when you read one version of the rule, it sort of has the inclination that you must have ball in hand while taking that stump out. So you use both hands to take it out yeah. with the ball. She did it, which well. is what Pat Cummins did. But the dubious thing was because they don't go upstairs. By the time she took the stump to the hand, uh, Bumfluff was Benny was having a look at it, and she may have been in. home. Mm. Yeah, okay. so we're a little bit lucky there. Hey, still on cricket before we go to the four o'clock news. Let's hear from Tim Payne, who is singing the praises of Travis Head mm. being the most important batsman in Australia in all forms of the game. The most impressive thing about this was Travis Head coming off a spell. Uh, he said himself he'd had two hits in the nets. So um, extraordinary skill level to walk out uh, against a high-quality attack and hit the middle of the bat from ball one. Um, as you said, I think he's become our most important batter in all three forms now. So it's credit to him. Um, and you know to have him back in the side as we build towards the back end of the tournament where you want and need to be playing your best cricket, uh, we're starting to look pretty good. Mm, timely, isn't it? 
Timely. He is good to watch. Absolutely. I yeah. uh, love him. Good, the bad and the ugly coming up at around 4.15. Uh, we've had chops. He sent one through. He says, the good Travis Head, I like it. The bad roots, you'll like this, Eddie Jones. The ugly, the teasing, tantalising Redbacks. Eddie Jones. That so is that's very good. it. He has quit, even though he had a contract to continue with the Wallabies. I don't think any of us are actually disappointed that we're going to have Did a get fresh paid, start. you get paid out? Not sure, Tim. Mm. So I would be sitting there saying, well, you're the one who's moving on. I'm not paying you. But at the same time, I think there's a fair few who say it's time for a change, isn't it? Mm. Some are very surprised he got the job again. Who? Which one of the former... Wallabies was very outspoken when he was appointed about a year ago. So I this would all end in disaster. Roach. Quite quite accurate he was. At four o'clock, Roach, this is rhetorical. I'll let yep. you get back to it. But someone has gone, what is the trophy all about? That's the McClellan trophy. Mm, well, it's got a long history, but it <laughs> we'll, has been we'll get to corrupted, it. I feel, at the moment. Oh, Roach. It has. You are a stick in the mud. Fair dinkum. It is uh, four o'clock. Coming up after four o'clock, we'll chat to Adelaide United's Ryan Kiddo. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Kimbo on the reach with you. Thanks to Brasilia Coffee. Stay grounded. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Ryan Kiddo, about 30 seconds away. The good, the bad and the ugly. Then we cross to India for a World Cup update with Bharat Sundarasan. Saying how October 31 is the end date for list management in AFL, Adelaide has just announced that Nick Murray will come off the rookie list and onto the senior list. And James Borlase will be delisted. Oh, I lost the coffee. But there is a commitment to make him... Be back on the list through the draft. Oh, there you go. So I don't they lose a work coffee. through the hoops on that one. Yep. No, I thought they would keep that him. Would be, that would have been a nervous wait for him to know that news. So yeah, he definitely. will be delisted shortly, and then just like Sydney is doing with Sam Reid, delisting him and calling up again. All right then. So when that does happen officially, it'll be back up the sixteen coffees that yo. Just a reminder, uh, Kimbo and the Roaches Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. This is your last week to get involved. Uh, when you hear this cue to call, don't ring now. When you hear this though. We'll be doing it very shortly. The first, uh, If you're one of the first five callers through, you'll go in the draw to get a horse in the Melbourne Cup. You can win a $500 IGA voucher, $200 and a $100 for first, second and third. So be listening. It's coming up very shortly, the queue to call for the Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. Well, how good is Adelaide United? Is it just an aberration? Well, we 3-0 victory. We 6-0 victory against the top and the second of top teams. Wow. Let's find out what's going on as we welcome one of these stars, Ryan Kiddo. G'day, Ryan. How you going, guys? Thanks for having me. No, an absolute pleasure. This is a dream start when there were a few prophets of doom out there mm. after, after losing Craig Goodwin. Yeah, no, it is. It's it's a good start. It's exactly what it is. Um, it doesn't mean anything if we don't keep going on with mm. it, so... Um, we'll keep working hard and taking each game as it comes, but I'm no, very proud of the boys so far. We put a lot of hard work into the pre-season and to get some early rewards shows that we're on the right path. Ryan, a wise man of football said, surround yourself with youth because you'll always feel young. You're only 29, but you've got teenagers who are making you feel <laughs> even younger, surely. Or older. Yeah, no. It's, it's, <laughs> no, it's young pretty, guy, it's pretty, <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, it's, it's a very uh, good crop of players. Um, 
the club recognised pretty early that we had a so-called golden generation coming through. Mm. Um, they were very successful in the local level and we've been able over the past few years to give them opportunities and I knew that this year would hopefully be the, the chance for us to really give them that chance and let them step up and so far they've done really well. Well, we saw what they can deliver on the scoreboard the other night, but what do they do during the week that gets everyone energised? Because clearly they've got they've got some tricks that must even entertain you at training. They do, they do. Um, I think they just make us enjoy football for what it is. You know, mm. sometimes when you stay in the system for so long and it becomes a job and to have this youthful experience, uh, this youthful energy come in and just put a smile on everybody's faces. You know, they're just young boys living their dream and yep. trying to do as best as they can. And it's real refreshing and nice to see. What uh, predictions do you have for those youngsters, Itacunda and Musa Toure and uh, Bernardo Oliveira? Yeah, the sky's the limit for them. Mm. Um, that's the truth. Um, they just got to keep working hard and taking each game as it comes. And, you know, they have all the potential and um, individually. And it's important now that they just continue to do the team things because I'm a big believer and mm. as are the other more experienced guys in our team that when the team has success, then these uh, individuals will also reach their goals. So we're going to keep pushing those team standards and hopefully along the way they get to where they want to be. All right, a purely a hypothetical, and hopefully they're not listening. If there was a new franchise coming in the A-League and you were coaching and you could only pick one of those youngsters, which one would you build your team around? Oh, tough call. Well, that's a tough, that's very tough. Um, one of three, <laughs> come like, on, Ryan. I don't, oh, you know, I don't like singling them out, but um, nah, they all have wonderful potential, that's the truth. I'm not going to single one out, I'm sorry, I just can't do it. I love them all too much, and I think they all have great potential, and um, you know, we're really lucky to have them all here in Adelaide mm. and Andrea has done a great job in our youth setup, and uh, we're going to keep continuing to push them and hopefully get them to where they want to be. Good answer. We spoke to Joe Gauchy last week. Uh, he stood up again. He did. He did at a very crucial moment in the game. Um, obviously, you know, he fancies himself to save a penalty and against one of the best in the league. Um, he did. He did just that. So we're real lucky to have him. He's still only 23 as well, so he's still... Got so many years ahead of him and so much growth. And, um, um, yeah, really excited to see where he can also get to. And, once again, very fortunate that he's on our side. What a script this is for your start of the year. You open up by dealing with a team that gave you a bit of heartbreak last year. Now you've beaten the best of the competition, as that Melbourne City was the defending champ. And who do you get next? None other than Melbourne Victory at a time <laughs> when they're unbeaten as well. Now, what sort of a script is that? Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. I think... Um, when the fixture list came out for, <laughs> I think, the last three, three or four years, we, we've always started the season away from home. So, yeah. firstly, we're all really excited to be in front of our fans and that gave us a lot of energy and excitement and we've done really well at home and now the next challenge is to go putting the performance away from home and no better way to do that than against our rivals, Melbourne Victory. So, yeah. we're definitely excited for Saturday. Well, we know the long story, but what does it mean personally to you, Victory? I mean, everyone's got a, an edge when it comes to a big rivalry. What is it for you? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, I grew up um, supporting the club, so yeah. the one game that you always wanted to to win and to see the team win was against Melbourne Victory. So that uh, that fire is still there in the belly for a lot of this squad because we are mm. pre- predominantly a South Australian team. Um, so um, there won't be needing any extra motivational words this week. I know the boys are going to be up and about and no wanting to put in a good performance for the fans. Ryan, we spoke to Zach Clough last week as well, and we asked him about Carl Veard as a coach uh, to compare him to the other coaches he'd had in Europe and in England. And uh, he said he's by far and away the most impressive coach he's experienced. It was a big rap. 
it is a big rap, but I think it's a it's a fair one. Um, I think you just look at Kyle's track record and what he's been able to do with uh, uh, with the squad is is a credit to him. And um, from my own personal experiences, um, he's not just a good coach; he's a good man, and he looks after his people and is a good man manager. And I think that's really important in today's modern football. And I think you can see from the success he has with young players um, that that transfers that as well. So. He's just a good person. He wants what's best for everybody, and he just drives those team standards. Ryan, we're all grateful to see scoring, but we also like to see clean sheets. You've got two of them at the moment at Adelaide. You know, why is that? What has been better in defence this season? Yeah, as do we. We've something we really worked on in the off-season and highlighted from the last year. That's mm. something we, we wanted to, to improve in. And I think that comes down to, you know, we're not defending with four, six players. We're defending with 11 players. Everyone has a role and responsibility at every moment in the game. And we're seeing those hard work efforts of people getting back and, and helping the defence. And we like to celebrate those moments as if we've scored a goal. And we have a real desire to make sure we don't not only score, mm. but we also don't concede. But even in a system, you need a general at the back there. Who stood up in that role in your eyes? I think it's, you know, Nick Ansel, we've, struggled um, with him with his body over the last couple mm. of years and now he seems to be in a good place and um, I think he just brings that um, that experience and you know young Alexander Popovich as well mm. although we did lose him just before half time last night he's taken his game to another level this season as well and, and then obviously you've got Joe Gauchy behind um, being added into a leadership role now as well and he's at a stage where um, he's comfortable in his game and he's and he's there to help others as well so um, I think they're the real enforcers and they're good voice um, from behind and making sure everyone's doing what they need to be doing. So as Roach mentioned, you take on Melbourne Victory this Saturday night at 7.15 at Amy Park. Take us through the schedule this week in preparation. Yeah, so recovery today. Mm. Um, tomorrow we'll have a day off and then three-day lead-in into the game. So Wednesday will, will be a moderate session with a bit of gym. Thursday, tactical session. And then Friday, um, we'll have a, we call it the minus one session. So I like to call it short and sharp um, and then head onto the plane and head over to Melbourne and hopefully come home with a three point. Well, there'll be a big audience watching this one. We wish you all the very best. Uh, the Reds taking on Melbourne victory Saturday night, 7.15, Amy Park. We wish you all the best, Ryan, and we appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. Thanks for the support. No, we love it. It's, a, it's a fast start, isn't it? Oh, it's a long start. season, though, isn't it? It's a marathon. Yes, yes, but... Put the what have you always said? You bank the points, it makes oh, it yeah. easier at the end. Yeah. And uh, uh, these youngsters that we spoke about, Irakunda and, and Musatore and uh, Bernardo Oliveira, uh, Bernardo Oliveira. Hope I got that right. Mm. Anyway, the son of Casio, mm. only the, 19. But the point Ryan makes about the energy they bring mm. to every session just totally re energize that group at That's a time probably, when we were thinking what we need for the show, Rich. At a time when we were in. thinking. Uh, did the recruiting staff leave them short? Well, Clearly it's, not. it's early days. I know. Hey, the good, the bad and the ugly coming up next. You can oh. have a crack at it. There's a lot to choose from this weekend. And I was just thinking about it. There's basically two negatives and one positive. We get a weekend like this, Ruth. Well, you've got a good, a bad and ugly. Yeah, but we can milk it. Well, make a bad a, a good. Well, no, we can load up the goods. But they still got to do, do bad and ugly, though. Yes. Well, anyway, we're splitting hairs. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch.
18 on a Monday afternoon. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. 17.7 degrees outside. We've got the good, the bad and the ugly coming up. I tell you, Arthur sent through a text. Arthur, you get the ugly for trying to get me to read that out, you <laughs> idiot. I know what you're trying to do. I uh, thought your question was genuine. He's well, it just, is a good question, yes, but the way it's phrased oh, would get know. you into a lot of trouble He's if you asked He's done that deliberately. It. He's just saying, what do I think of Travis Head as being the next captain? Getting the top job. I'll leave it to your imagination. Ooh, I think um, we'll work through that. Okay. 4.30, we'll be chatting to Bharat Sundarasan yeah. in India, Rooch. You got your holsters on? They're loaded too. Are they? All right. Let's get into this. Go. All right, hey, and just a reminder, we're doing the Melbourne Cup sweepstakes very, very shortly. Listen out for the cue to call. Mm-hmm. All right, Roots, a lot to choose from here. Yes. I, I haven't got too creative with it, but no. what about the good? I've chosen South Africa for the way in which they went about winning the World Cup, Rugby World Cup. I like it, yes. One point wins in their last three games. Big one against New Zealand. What a great weekend for the Kiwis, mm. cricket and rugby, but... The way the whole story of this team, if, if you have some time, read up about just how important this has been for South Africa, not just in a sporting context, but in a social context. Some of the characters in their team, I read up some of the stuff at the weekend. It was fascinating to read. Well, they, they made a movie about the first time they I, won the World Cup. This one deserves, Matt Damon this one deserves the sequel. African. Really? This one deserves the sequel for what this team stands for. I like it. And that's their first, fourth cup victory more than anyone else, amazing. which surprised me. Yep. Well done, South Africa. Uh, look, got a stack to choose from with the good roots. Um, the Diamonds, the Reds, yep. the Matildas. Yes. Uh, McGain Real Estate for the support they give us, Roach, and our, our Cox Plate Day weekend that we had there to coincide with Adam Jacane's 50th birthday. That was very, very good. Might get a mention a little bit later as well, Roach. So uh, a stack to pick from there. What about your bad? Well, those who follow the English Premier League would have taken delight in Ange Postacoglu keeping the Australian flag flying. Mm-hmm. They beat your mole, Crystal Palace 2-1. Uh, 2-1. We were That's honourable. Good. That's fine. Yeah. But the bad is the way in which Man United... And Chelsea have just fallen away. Mm. There's a story to be told there as well. Yeah, well, I reckon that's why Bumpluff Benny's grumpy today. He got up Lost early to watch Derby Man United. Man yeah. City, 3 mm. nil. Uh, look, we my, won't mention West Ham. We'll just let that ride. No, that's your mob, isn't yep. it? Uh, my bad, Roach. Look, I feel I've done it a couple of times. Just for Shane, oh, Shane Kelly that rang through earlier, or sent a message earlier saying that we're not ripping into Port Adelaide's AFLW program enough. Um, I've got them as the bad again because I think there should have been more improvement this year. Mm. They've been in winnable positions in probably three games. So they get a chance to improve on last year against GWS this week. That's another winnable one. But unfortunately, girls, got to put you in the bad. I know it was only eight points. Mm. Your ugly route. Oh, the way and way the way England has gone about its defence of the one day (laughs) World Cup is just (laughs) ugly. Now, I watched them play India last night and thought, Get Virat out for a duck. That is something. Top order was crumbling. Mm-hmm. Wasn't too bad in the way they were holding the run rate at fourth. You know, there's a chart. Then they get out for nothing as a batting group themselves. Mm-hmm. Nothing virtually. That's watched, twice in a row. They just can't chase down a total. I watched a bit of that, Roach. And, uh, my, Ugly. 
my ugly will be the uh, the Redbacks. I know they're an easy one, easy oh, target. But, yeah, that's, uh, until that's they low get carrying fruit, isn't it? yeah, until they get some consistency. And I may have said the good is the team at McGain Real Estate, and they are great supporters of our show, Root. So we love to give them a mention, Mike Dolben and the team. If you're looking to buy, rent, sell, they are the people to deal with. But they're also the ugly as well. Nine men. Behaving badly is never, ever pretty. Dobbo, lift the standards, all right? Okay. Hello. What? Hello. We might have to ask more questions. No, well, it was just, you know. Really? We, well, we celebrate Tell it. me you didn't mess around with the toupee. No, 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 no. You had a helmet on most of the time. I don't blame you. found a bike helmet. He was sitting there and he was wearing that at one stage. He's a very, wise he's, man. He is a very funny man. Very wise yeah, man. As I said, if you're looking to buy or sell, they work hard, they play harder. The team at McGain Real Estate. It's 4.22, Roots. We've got to go to a break. When we come back, you have to do this week's unmissable moment thanks to... It is all thanks to Drinkwise. You had the look, didn't you? The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 4.28, we enjoy a Brasilia coffee. Stay grounded. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia coffee. What about the phones, Roach? They went crazy. They're still lighting up, yes, Kim. Uh, We've got all five winners, haven't we? Oh, yes, I think well, we have. Done. Yeah, Benny's on to that. Uh, that's for the Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. Uh, everyone responded very quickly for the cue to call. Mm. We'll do that again tomorrow, thanks to IGA. Roach, quick little text before we get to your unmissable moment. Boys. I'm one of the biggest advocates for Port Adelaide's AFLW uh, team. I think Alberton may well be a lovely place, but it's telling uh, that there is no real killer instinct in their program. They need a proper whole club review. All the internal appointments have made it a very comfortable place. There isn't a person in the place who has lived experience of putting a winning program together. That's from Phil. Now, So we're talking about... Well, Lauren Arnell becomes the first player who's been part of a successful business side mm-hmm. to be an AFLW coach. So she doesn't un, does understand success. Juliet Haslam has two Olympic gold medals, understands success. Rachel Spawn understands success. Mm. Now, that's an interesting combination in that it's got great background to it, but I understand the point of the text about actually you know, the killer instinct and building programs from scratch. It was always going to be a challenge for Port, though, Kim, wasn't it? Yeah, it's going to be tough. But that shouldn't they, they, they will get there. I, I'm yeah. a firm believer, and uh, I know oh, I'll cop stick for this. There mm. was a, it was a complete female staff, wasn't it? Hamish Hartley yeah, involved David for a Kosh while. was very much strong about making sure yeah. it was seen to be a woman's um, path, career path. Yeah, and, and, and that is fine, but I think there should be a little bit of integration of men as, as well mm. that have been in the AFL program and mm. system that is so much more advanced than theirs. It's just get logical. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Here's another one. Port Adelaide's AFLW has been worse than bad. It's been ugly. That's from Daniel. Mm. All right, Roach, here we go. This week's unmissable moment. Thanks to Drink Wise. You won't miss a moment if you drink wise. Yes, now you talk about the David Beckham documentary and there was the theme, Bend It Like Beckham. Mm. Anyone who watched... International football knew that Italy had one of the great curlers at a set piece, Andrea Pirlo, who's now doing a terrible oh, job as beautiful. Sampdoria's coach. But what about Nestori Iracunda and what he did for Adelaide United at the weekend? 
Nestor Irankunda standing up to take it. Just 17 years of age. Nestor Irankunda! Unbelievable! He is well and truly cooking! He did not miss, and the celebration. The handstands and the somersaults. What about the elevation? The elevation. He has got springs in his heels. It was unbelievable. But that is an amazing kick. The goalkeepers just go, what? He just stood there. I don't think he – he's like you, Rich. There was didn't even twitch a muscle. Well, how could you? No, you didn't know what was coming at you. Before he knew what had happened. I like it, Roots. That's an unmissable moment. Thanks to DrinkWise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. It's 4.31. We're going to India next. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Thirty-five. Appreciate all the texts that are coming through. Kimba on the roots with you. Thanks to Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona. Imagine to be bold. All right, Roochie, Roach, Roach. We're about to uh, chat to our good friend Bharat Sundaras, and we know he's on the phone at the moment. I think you'll enjoy listening to this. Travis Head, one hundred and nine of sixty-seven deliveries. Let's have a listen to Trav doing his work. Halfway up the Himalayas, that's where it went. 90 metres that one, upper, upper deck he would call that, the second tier of that stand over wide long on. It's just absolutely savage. The dog ball was only providing momentarily, momentarily at ease. That is magnificent striking once again. That is taken off. Look at that, my goodness. That is high and hard and all the way into the grandstand again from Travis Head. He is not holding back. Well, what a way to bring up 100 in your very first World Cup game. Travis Head, his fourth one-day international century and probably none better than we've seen today. Power, placement and precision from Travis Head. Absolutely superb. Yeah. 109 of 67 deliveries. Some were a little nervous about putting him back into the lineup and messing with a winning formula as we now go to India with Bharat Sundarasan. You weren't in that camp, though, were you, Bharat? Never. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, look, uh, I did, uh, as famously you put it many, many times, played a big role in him not getting <laughs> that first game <laughs> yeah, 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 earlier yeah. this year. But, but I, I, I always believed in our Travis and the. You know, just the way he's been batting in one-day cricket in the last uh, 18 or so months. I and mean, we've seen him do that for the Redbacks so many times in uh, in Marsh Cup and other white ball tournaments. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, it was a gamble. It was a gamble that Australia took by bringing just 14 fit members here to uh, Australia. Uh, but And then, yeah, I mean, then Travis had just saunters in and uh, produces that. I mean, it was not just that it was a, an aggressive 100, but it was a special, special knock. Uh, which we would be speaking a lot more of if not for how special special a match it proved to be. Mm. In terms of what Travis Head now does to change the whole dimensions of this World Cup, where do you rank it? Oh, right up there. Uh, right. Uh, so Australia, even in the last three games leading into this one, seemed to be ticking boxes, seemed to be getting better, 
and better uh, at, at different aspects of uh, of the context, mm-hmm. uh, whether it was David Warner scoring 100 after 100 or Mitchell Marsh getting some runs. Uh, Steve Smith got some runs against uh, uh, against Pakistan as well. Uh, and it, things seem to be coming together. Adam Zampa amongst the wickets, Pat yeah. Cummins with his off cutters. Uh, but if there's one thing they needed, it was uh, uh, Travis Head coming in there and mm. kind of not just justifying the selectors' decisions, uh, but also telling the rest of the of the pack that look, Australia are at their dangerous best. I was listening to Mark Taylor on uh, the Channel Nine Sports Show, and uh, he was disappointed with the way Mitchell Marsh went in about it, uh, going in at number three and uh, going into his shell. He said, that's not what we want from a number three. Well, Steve Smith will say, push me up at number three. That's my position. I want it. I won't be, uh, I won't do what Mitchell Marsh did. But I mean, in Mitchell Marsh's defense, the pitch did slow down. Um, and I kind of understood what he was trying to do. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't breaking free like we expect him to, uh, or like he has been at the top of the order. But um, uh, Glenn Phillips, was, you know, yes, he's, he was a part-timer, but he was bowling really well. And he had two overs left. So the plan clearly was that, okay, I'm going to play him off. And then as soon as the fast bowlers come back on that pitch, I'm going to go after them. And you could see that in the first two shots he attempted of Trent Bolt. It just didn't come off. I think it was just one of those days. I know he's been criticized a lot for the way he went about it. But he's been in great form. He was just coming off his first World Cup 100 as well, don't forget. So, um, yeah, I think we need to be a little more patient with Mitchell Marsh. But that's the thing with Mitchell Marsh, right? People change opinions about him uh, very, very quickly. Okay, so Australia's worked out its opening pair. What do we do with the middle order? Um, I think Marcus Stone is the, the moment he's fit. Uh, we're still unsure about what really happened. He, they said it was a calf strain, but mm-hmm. I was at training, obviously, and I saw he was... Uh, uh, he seemed to be in a good uh, 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 good to go, really. I mean, he had a long ball and a long hit on the eve of the match. Uh, but then I guess Manus Labushain played mainly because Marcus Stone wasn't fit and also because... Maybe the Australian selectors at the moment have um, lost faith in Cameron Green yeah. and said, uh, you know what, he's not looking at his best, so it's best to just uh, leave him out for now. And that's the only way I, I could see Manus playing, uh, as well as he's been batting overall. Uh, but I think the best 11 Australia can put on the field would be when Stoinis comes back, he's at seven, um, Smith at four, Maxwell and Inglis in the middle. Okay. So England have been absolutely awful in awful terms of their indeed. World Cup defence in any man's yeah. language, any person's language, they've been terrible. But they look like they gave themselves a chance last night against India, restricting them to about 230. Oh. <laughs> but, the, oh. gee, they were awful. Are they, they're not going to turn it around on Saturday night against Australia, are they? Mm. Sure no, I don't think so. I mean, every time, and that's the thing with this England team, uh, not just like in between matches, but even during matches, you think that, uh, oh, oh, okay, if it's not uh, Root uh, and uh, someone else at the top, uh, Milan at the top, someone else will come good, Stokes mm. will come good, Root will come good, Livingston will good, come good, but they no, none of them do. I mean, they've been bowled out within 33 overs in three games in one tournament, never happened before in one day cricket. Um, that's how terrible they've been. Um, I don't see... Um, them really, you know, uh, turning things around against Australia, like I said. But, uh, I mean, having said that, you know, because it's England, Australia, and because we've had that Ashes series, and because books have been written about Mm. it, uh, there'll be a lot of uh, argy-bargy leading into that game. But once the game begins, I just think Australia are too good for them. And England, yeah, I mean, if anything... Uh, you know, it's, it would be better off to just pack them off uh, and not even like, you know, uh, because w- what what have they contributed to this World Cup, uh, But if anything at all? 
Barat, you'll tell me that this is the ultimate proof that India and not the ICC do run cricket. But why is it that when <laughs> every team comes to the World Cup and they just get the same uniform to wear, and I know they can hide their sponsor's logo on the uh, sleeve, India's allowed to have its full marketing power on its uniform. Why do they have to have an exception to everyone else? Um, unfortunately, they run, run the sport. I, I mean, uh, the whichever <laughs> way you look at it, I mean, it's just a, just the fact. And we've spoken about uh, this aspect of world cricket from different angles, right? Mm. Where it's headed, where it is, where it was. Um, it's just the fact that they, they, they will continue to get away with uh, a lot of things uh, uh, purely because that's just how India or when, when Indians have power, that's just how it is. And uh, uh, it also tells you how weak the ICC has become Correct. over the years. I mean, I it, is there even an ICC? You, yeah. you would I think wonder. It's very uh, clever of India to use the three colors for their three-stripe logo for their sponsor, but oh. why can't anyone else? Well, Rich, it's just taking advantage of the system. You've been doing it for years. You, oh, you waltz in here five minutes before the show because you're the man to do bugger all work. Oh, hey, Adam Zampa, he's had back spasms the last four games, 15 wickets in four games. He's been superb. And, uh, you know, even in this last game two days ago, uh, twice Pat Cummins turned to him when he was desperate for a wicket. And both times he got a wicket. He got Latham out and then he got... Uh, Santner out later on after having already picked up a wicket, uh, got rid of the dangerous Daryl Mitchell. So uh, he's just he's such a, a, a an underappreciated uh, mm. white ball champion for Australia. Uh, you just look at his numbers in the last couple of years, and uh, he if anything, um, he would be the first bowler whose name would be inked in every time Australia play white ball cricket ahead of all the big fast bowlers and everyone else. That's just how good he is, and he's proven it after a tough beginning to this tournament. Uh, yeah, he has been in the wars, isn't he? That's why you don't see him bowl at all during training. Uh, they are like keeping him in cotton wool. Uh, but every time he has a ball in his hand in the game, he makes an impact. And he's played a huge role already in keeping Australia afloat uh, or early in the early stages. But now, you know, he's playing a key role in pushing Australia up that table. And uh, with the way Australia are going and the matches they have left compared to the matches New Zealand have got left, mm. you'd think Australia stand a really good chance of finishing third. Well, that's going to be my next question. With six matches played, three, three matches remaining for all the nations, and obviously India undefeated, South Africa won five, lost one. Then we have New Zealand at four and two, Australia at four and two. Then it drops off to Sri Lanka at two and three and uh, Pakistan at two and four. Who makes the playoffs? Uh, I think it's become really obvious that the top four teams, That's and I, in fact, uh, before the New Zealand game and the press conference, uh, I put posed a question to Pat Cummins and I said, I mean, let's face it, you guys are in the semi-final, semifinal already. And he said, I'll take it uh, on, 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 on camera, on, on the mic. So he's also decided that, you know, they've made the semifinals because, yeah. um, I mean, some of the other teams have disappointed, haven't they? Sri Lanka, Pakistan, Bangladesh, mm -hmm. England, let's not even talk about them. Um, so now the big question is, uh, who finishes where? Um, so, I mean, the India-South Africa game, which is next, is a big one for that because of how incredible South Africa's run rate mm -hmm. is. Uh, net run rate is. Uh, if they do manage to beat India, then they 100% finish on top. Mm. Uh, and New Zealand have the tough, tough go from here. They have, they face South Africa next, and then they have Pakistan and Sri Lanka, who, unlike England, have played some good cricket but just haven't been good enough overall. Um, so that's not going to be easy for them. Compare that to Australia, who have England, Afghanistan, and Bangladesh. Yeah, Afghanistan will challenge them, but Bangladesh have had a poor tournament overall. Um, so you'd think Australia will finish ahead of New Zealand. 
Um, it's just a question of um, they'll have to sit and wait and watch what happens in that India-South Africa game. If India win, then uh, it could well be South Africa that they face in the semi-final in Calcutta. And then among the also-rans, did you take delight in seeing the orange team, the Netherlands, rebound from that Australia smashing to beat Bangladesh? Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, give them ODI state. I mean, they already have ODI status. Let them play in the next World Cup ahead of England. That's just how good they have been. Uh, and, and I mean, we all love some England bashing, but um, you're right. It's not just the fact that they, they beat South Africa early on and they've been competitive in many games, but the fact that they have the ability and, and the belief in themselves to come back from that kind of defeat yeah. for nearly 300 runs or over 300 runs uh, to then uh, uh, take down a, a World Cup regular in, in Bangladesh in a very hard-fought game. And again, it was another comprehensive victory for the mm. Netherlands. So, mm. oh, oh, very much so. And now I think with the Champions Trophy, uh, format announced, um, obviously, by the ICC midway through the tournament, um, you almost feel like um, you'd want them to finish in the top eight because they would rightfully have earned their spot in the Champions Trophy and maybe the likes of England or Bangladesh missing out on that. Ooh. Have you caught up with Amazing. Travis Head personally and had a chat to him about his mushtaka? Of course I did. I, before <laughs> even, uh, a, a, like, I think on his first day here, uh, I, I asked him about his moustache and uh, that's also when he told me the uh, the lovely bit of information where uh, two days before he left, he saw his daughter Mila walk for the first time. I mean, that's a significant milestone for any mm. father, any parent. Uh, so perfect timing. Uh, he sees that happen and then uh, lets Jess, um, I'll, I'll let uh, his partner Jess handle the, the, the baby running around all over the place <laughs> and leaves to, for India. Now, he's he's been in great spirits and the moustache is back. Um, I did ask about it and he has said that, oh, look, well, well, I'm away on tour. I don't think Jess has much of a say on it. And like the power of the moustache. There you go. The, the hundred we spoke about. Moustache. Would he have done it without that moustache? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be getting rid of it anytime shortly, whether his wife likes it or not. I really <laughs> appreciate uh, your time, Barat. So Australia and England, you don't think any problems for Australia. It scares me. Nah, don't worry. I mean, there'll be a lot of whinging and uh, you be moaning or something, you know, rooms have doors, uh, the ceiling has fans. But I, apart from that, I don't think uh, on, on, once the game <laughs> begins, I can't see England doing much to well, bother us. As long Australia. as they leave with a moral victory, what else could they ask for? <laughs> the I mean, look, the World Cup is void anyway, right? Um, I'm sure there would be some reasons for it to be void. Maybe the curry's too spicy, the hot air's too humid, uh, cricket's played with a white ball or whatever it is. Whatever, exactly. Hey, Brett, really appreciate your time. We, We love chatting to you. We'll do it again next week. Thank you so much, guys. And I'm just three weeks away from heading back home. Oh, we look, look forward to seeing you. That's a tough life, isn't it, eh? Yeah, we're about three and a oh, half oh. weeks away from holidays. We'll Good on you, Brett. Drink Karen Rolton Oval. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers guys. Hey, uh, let's go to the phone. Stewie from Hondo has been waiting patiently. G'day, Stu. Oh. We lost Stu. There. He's not there. there uh, Benny's trying to uh, get him back. Hey, what we, we can... have had a few problems with the phone lines. Oh, no, we got him back. Good on you, Stu. Stewie, you're there. Stu. Stu. Hey, how are we, hey, mate? Hey, we've got you. You're on. I'm on. Excellent. Hey, um, how have you been, boys, firstly? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, we're up and about. We're missing the footy already. It's pathetic, isn't it? <laughs> oh, and then we got... The last time I said that, you barked at me saying there's AFLW. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. You got me out. Yeah, you did. But I've enjoyed that. We try to watch every game. Yeah. <laughs> game quick, on the quick rebound. Quick More rebound there, Stu. <laughs> I'm learning from you. <laughs> well done. I um I heard snippets of your conversation before in relation to the pre uh, the mid season draft mm, and Roach was a uh, trade yes yeah, sorry and Roach was 
pretty adamant that a player wouldn't hesitate to uh, to take up a post elsewhere if they were guaranteed playing time, mm. even if it meant an extension for the rest of that year or potentially the year after. Mm. I think, I think, uh, Kimba, I think you're on to something here. I, I think it's going to be really hard to dislodge players who are at that later stage of their career whose mm. wives might have a career of their own or, or be uh, looking after kids and having those kids ingrained in schools and, and friendships forming when the the player is towards the end of the I don't think it's going to be as easy to uproot someone yeah, and move I mean, them cross-country. Say someone like Scotty Lysett, if he was in that situation, uh, you know, depending if you've got family here and a young family and you're going to go up there for maybe half a year, yes, the money would be better, but... Obviously, at that stage of your career, you're starting to think of another profession and a little bit more stability in your life. It's different mm. if you're, I'm that, with you, Stu. If you're 21, 22 and you believe in yourself, you get up there and have a crack and back yourself in. And, uh, yeah, I think the clubs are really good these days at uh, having the partnerships and the programs, more importantly, in place to be able to allow the players to transition post-football. And mm. I think if, you're, if, you, if, you've, if you've been diligent in taking advantage of that, then your study is already underway. You probably are already thinking about the next 15, yeah. 20 years of your working career. And yeah, I think, I think you're going to, it will be players who don't have that commitment of family uh, at that time in their life who will be open to it. And if we're talking that type of player who's towards the end of their career, mm. I'd say those that without families are few and far between at that point. Yeah, and I think that's why uh, like Blake and Roach uh, differ. They differ about a lot of things, but I think that's where Blake's right. If you're in Victoria and you've got 10 clubs there or whatever oh, it is. Oh, you're not moving anything there. No, it's, no well, that's what I mean. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it makes it a lot just, easier. Just, and that was the point. Um, hey, good on you, Stu. Stay on the line. We'll give you a $50 IGA voucher. Thank you, boys. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'll be intrigued. I reckon there'll be blokes yeah. who saying, this is my last throw of the dice. I've got to take it. I'm not quitting this game that easily. Yeah, very stubborn man, Roach, and always have been. Um, we were talking about Port Adelaide and their program in the AFLW. This text comes through, and Port Adelaide went woke. I just re- Oh, I'm just reading it out. I've just deleted all the... Hit the wrong button there, Roach. Oh, dear. Uh, ask Barat if he would consider bumping Head and Labashane to the opening positions after Quasar and Warner retire. Oh, I might bring Mac. I've only just seen that one, so apologies. Just quickly, Roach, we're nearly done. Beaumont Tiles, though, it's getting close. Uh, it's yes. giving away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game, which is worth over $70,000. And, of course, Roach, we're talking about... The Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Which... Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12, and you're in with a chance to win. Terms and conditions apply, but that is one competition you do want to be a part of. Las Vegas, Super Bowl... 70 grand worth of value, go for it. And you've been to five of them, Roach. Yes. I haven't been to one. Uh, time you changed that. Yeah, talking of competitions, Roach, um, our Melbourne Cup sweepstakes, Ooh. the five entrants today, they got three. Simon from Noosa, g'day Simon. Zach from Kensington. Now, that might have been the Zach that won the um, nearest the pin Good too. Uh, Richard from Blair Athol, Jason from West Lakes, and a number ending in 010. We're still trying to ring you back. Yeah, we had a few issues with the phone, but yeah. we are sorting that. Are you on tomorrow's show, Roach? A man, another man's career you've destroyed almost. Daniel Drew's going to join us. I'm not responsible for that at all. He spends two days' work experience with you and makes a duck. Well, it might be your fault as well. No way. (laughs) I'm too positive. Mm. We'll have someone from Port Adelaide's AFLW program. Mm, Good questions to ask there. And we're going to start chasing up some of the uh, South Australian draftee. 
from the state yep. under 18. I'm repeating the big news of the day. James Borlase will be delisted by Adelaide, but there is a commitment to pick him up in the rookie draft. Unless someone gets in first, well, Kim. Well, then, then you'll win a coffee. But at the moment, it's back to 16, Roach. I think it's actually a win to me. Technically, he's delisted, Kim. No, no, I said he he'll wasn't offered a contract. I said he'd get another year. We'll see if he does. All right. Have a great evening, Uru. Good night, everyone.